Connor, I'm going to say this once at the top of the show, all right? I'm going to say it once at the top of the show just to get it all out there. And that's right? it. What a what a freaking heckin' slip and slapping good time it is to be a Doctor Who fan at the moment. It's like it's like I, I never thought that it's about time. The, the community as a whole would be in such a place of positivity for the show. Scrolling down Twitter and not seeing like Chibnall hate mail um, and death threats and stuff. Yeah. And just seeing um, love. And, and, you know, there's a few people that are like, you know, where was this for the first two seasons? Which is a fair judgment and a fair call. But yeah. it's, it's better than seeing the whole like, fuck yeah. you Chibnall, leave. Yeah, it's it's really nice actually. I think um, it's it is a great time to be a fan, um, and even like even the nice news of knowing Russell's going to come back in a couple of years is, is really cool as well. But it's like it doesn't feel like um, at the moment, which I think is the best thing. It doesn't feel like um, it's a it's like a bit of a you know a long walk till we get there. Like it feels really good that we've got a great season. It seems at the moment, so it's like you know mm. that's that's really good. It doesn't. Again, it doesn't feel like we have to suffer through the next two years to get to Russell. Um, I've I've heard the odd couple of people saying they don't like it, but yeah, I agree. The 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 census feels like people are really enjoying it, which is which is really good, you know. Mm. I'm just glad that like Chibnall's legacy on the show won't be all like shit now, you know. Yeah, for it, the vast majority of people. You know, it's funny. Like I am kind of one of those. Um, I'm I'm kind of one of those people as well who are kind of just like you know what the hell was going on in the first two seasons. Despite I actually kind of like season twelve a fair bit here and there, um, but mm. you know I've literally got nearly three whole pages of notes here. Like yeah, I, I would not have ever thought that I would be doing that for an episode. You know, like lately I just didn't think that. So the fact that I'm I'm doing something like this is. It's pretty extraordinary. Yeah. So, you know, that's... Because you've watched it you know. twice now, hey. I've only watched it once this time. Yeah, so I, I watch it first and then right in the morning and then in Australia. And I, yeah, and that's when I watch it and I take I take notes. So yeah. Like so that's, that's Flux Chapter 2 that we're talking about today, folks. War of the Sontorinos. The Son- Dan Starkey's back. Fucking... Not Strax, though, unfortunately. No. It, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> It's not. Well, you know, we can't have everything. Just because it's Dan Starkey and he's playing this on Tyrone, I'm sorry, but it does not mean it's Strax. <laughs> Rip that big boy. Rip that thick boy. All right, let's get into the flippin' heckin' show. Let's do it, baby. Mmm. 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 Doctor Who. Hey. <laughs> they. All right. So, Warriors on Tyrants. It aired bloody, you know, today, yesterday, wherever you're listening. Who the heck cares? Um, and it is, yeah, episode two of the six-part serial of Doctor Who Flux. The 13th Doctor wakes alone on a barren wasteland, looking up at a giant, dilapidated house. So, he's then shook back to reality, a, fi- a field of marsh surrounded by dead soldiers and spent artillery. Yaz and Dan then reappear having also blacked out when the flux cloud hits the TARDIS. The doctor... The doctor! The juice is there on Earth when a woman approaches from the fog, calling them thieves. She confirms herself as Mary Seacole, and the doctor deduces they're near Sevastopol in 1855 in the middle of the Crimean War. Whoa. And the plot goes on for a bit, because there is quite a bit in this episode. 60 minutes, which I didn't know. But 60 minutes. Yeah, so it's like, what, five minutes longer than last week? 10, I think. I think most of them are about 50. Okay. These days. Yeah. That was really cool, though. That was really sick to see. Yeah. Um, I think because we have like 101 plot lines going on in this episode. Um, well, we don't. No, it's, uh, that's how I should describe last week's episode. But we have three very separate plot lines, I think, is, is the best yeah. way to describe it. So perhaps what we should do um, is just talk about 
the three separate plot lines. You can kind of guide us around there a little bit, Connor. And, yeah, sure. Um, and yeah, because it's yeah, I don't know. What what was your first impressions? Yeah, loved it. Really, really liked it. Um, this is just like so cool. Um, I felt like the script this week was a lot tighter, um, despite really liking last week's. Um, mm. I definitely think it was a lot better, like writing wise. Um, it had less to deal with, but still mm. dealt with a lot with all the different storylines and stuff. Um, yeah, it just it just felt like this felt like one of Chibnall's best written episodes, and it also to me felt like one of Jodie's best performances as well. And I think she finally got something to really work with which I think she's uh, yeah. not really had in the past. So that was really cool to see. Um, I thought the Sontarans were a great villain to pick. Um, all the three different storylines, I think, all worked really well. You didn't feel like one was unnecessary. Um, yeah. I think it was really good. Like, I really do. It's so nice to have uh, have have Doctor Who coming out each week and actually really enjoying it, you know? Yeah. I think for me, it was like, obviously, Chapter 1 was like crazy. And shit was happening everywhere. Yeah. And like, I watched that episode, like, I think almost four times. I say almost because I, I didn't quite get to the end on one watch. But um, it, it like, it was like popcorn and like, like I was eating chocolate and candy and it felt so fucking good. Yeah. And it, and it does. But it, it is all that because it's all the setup, right? Yeah. Um, but then this episode, whilst I don't think it's as easy to just flick it on because it's, you know, it's actually got a, a proper pace to it, you know, like it's, it's got a story within... Like, it's a contained story that also does, like... It's not contained. Like, I don't know. It's like a broken bottle of a story. Like, yeah. like there is a story in there that is but, just yeah. this episode, but so many fractions of it go off into into other episodes. Um, and for that, I think that this episode is maybe going to be a little bit more rewatchable because my, my biggest worry with Flux, Flux was, like, if I love it, then I'm always going to feel the want to rewatch it. But, you know, with who... I just have a whim one evening. I'll just be like, ah, oh, you know what I fancy watching? Good luck. Or, or just like a random episode. And yeah. I'm, I'm never going to be like, you know what I'm going to do tonight? Watch all six parts of Flux. Whereas I feel like this episode, I could definitely watch on its own as its own little like part of the story. You know? Yeah. I know. That's interesting. I think it'll be really cool to see, um, you know, how people will go and rewatch it. You know, I was, I was literally... It's funny you should say that. I was thinking that today. I was like, oh, you know, what what will happen if you want to, like, you know, chuck on this one? It's like, do you feel like it's just too out of order? You know? I, I really enjoyed... Uh, I think that one of the first things I said on last week's show was, I just hope that next week we, we, we kind of get to breathe a little bit, which I really felt like we got to, whilst also keeping up the momentum of the, of the series, I, th- I think. Um, and then I also genuinely sat there and smiled to myself... When, when Yaz's dad, sorry, um, Dan's dad gave him the 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 walk and left, I, I literally sat there and I thought to myself, you know, a, I'm enjoying this so much. Like I feel like I'm watching, you know, an RTD era story. Like I feel like I'm transported back to that with how much I'm enjoying it. And and b, I love all these characters. I love all these plot lines. I'm finding them all equally interesting, and and I think that's great. I think my only my only slight gripe with this episode, and it's slight because I understand why it's this way, but is that I, I think Yaz got sidelined a little bit, which is a shame because Yaz always gets sidelined. Um, but I think, you know, she got sidelined because she was with Vinda and the Vinda plot wasn't that necessary for the, the big story of this episode. It was just sort of there to shuffle on the main series plot. But even but the stuff we did get of Yaz and Vinda. Yeah, next next week it, it seems to be like set up makes Yeah, totally. But but the stuff we did get of Yaz and Vinda was was amazing. Like the seeing them meet the villains for the first time, you know, when there's that the swarm is like posing and is is like that stuff is so funny. It's so good. It is, it is. Um by the way, our Zoom call seems to be fucking up with us tonight, guys, so apologize about that. Um we seem to be about five seconds behind each other so sorry if we uh go that's to good that's good comment for, over each for other the listeners it's really good yes <laughs> they just have yes. a long five second pause between everything yeah they love it they love it i just said um i was just saying about how like i thought the episode looked absolutely stunning like especially in like the first scene with the house for one and then second of all like the snow on the battlefield looked so beautiful when it was like snowing i was like oh my god this looks amazing 
Yeah, I saw, and I wanted to draw attention to this, actually, because we didn't actually talk about him last week, but the director of this episode, Jamie Magnus Stone, uh, he put up a tweet with, like, a promo photo for it and was like, you know, it's on at 6.15 tonight, uh, you know, beautiful shots from this cinematographer, we really had to battle through the rain of this one, and I was like, man, you battled through the rain? Uh, and it added so much to it, like, the yeah. rain looks so beautiful, I, I think it's great. Jamie Magnus Stone was, uh, has directed for Doctor Who before. He kind of seems to be like the main director for the Chibnall era. I thought so. Um, his first one was Spyfall Part 1. In Fugitive, he directed all the Jack Harkness scenes. I don't know why he directed those scenes and the director of the episode didn't do those scenes. But yeah, he also did Praxius, Ascension of the Cybermen, The Timeless Children, and then The Halloween Apocalypse and War of the Santarans. But he is also directing the Weeping Angel episode of this season. And I think the Centenary wow. Special. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he mm. definitely... I think, uh, Yeah, I totally agree. He definitely does seem like the director of Jodie's era, um, which I'm completely fine with. There were some beautiful mm. shots in this season, some beautiful wides. Like, oh, that that shot of like... I even, I even wrote in mm. my uh, notes, I was like... I was like saying... Thinking to myself, like, this is like some Game of Thrones stuff where there was like those massive like wide shots of the battlefield and the Sontarans and the British going at each other. It just totally. looked stunning. Looked stunning. It's crazy, man. Uh... His, sorry, one last fun fact about Jamie Magnus Stone is he has directed two of the mini-zodes in the past. One of them was The Last Day, which was the one, do you remember, prior to the day of the Doctor? There was two mini-zodes that came out for it. I don't remember what... Oh, one of them was uh, the, the Paul McGann, yeah, was the, it the Night of the one, Doctor. Yeah. And then the other one that came out like a day or two before was called The Last Day, and it was just like a couple of minutes long, and it was like some soldiers on like the... On like a Gallifrey and oh, like yeah, yeah, being attacked yeah, by yeah, Daleks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He directed that and another minisode called Clara and the TARDIS, which is uh, a minisode on the Series 7 Blu-ray set, um, which I will watch when we get there. But yeah, that's so weird that he directed those two minisodes and, and then just came back in Series 12. They're like, come on, come back. Mm. We love ya. But he's great. I think we he love is that great. you work on those minisodes, man. We love the minisodes. Yeah, I thought I thought it was great. There were so many beautiful, um, so many beautiful shots. Uh, even like the Sontarans in like the sleet, almost like the rainy snow. Like, ah, oh, I thought it looked awesome. Mm. And the setup with the whole like mm-hmm. Eng- it's meant to be England versus Russia, and it's actually England versus the Sontarans, and Russia's now Sontar. Was cool and it took yeah. me by surprise. I was like, "What the fuck is going on with time?" It's awesome. Like the TARDIS is like mm-hmm. fucking up because time's going crazy. Like there's no there's no doors on it. Like it, it won't let her leave the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Like it was such cool, yeah. interesting stuff. My the most interesting part of this episode to me though, and and the more I think about it, the more interested I am, is is the start of the episode when we see you know we're in black and white, which looks beautiful, oh, and we God. see the yes the twisted quick creaking broken looking house and uh yeah i should talk about this a little bit because me and you connor we we had the briefest of discussions about it today yeah and um i said i'd talk about it on the show so here i am yes talking about it on the show show. (laughs) so we see this creepy ass freaking house and i'm like oh that's a cool house and then i check twitter and Twitter's like, that cool house, I think, is Long Barrow. And I saw a whole bunch of people saying, that's Long Barrow, that's Long Barrow. Dylan messaged me, that's Long Barrow. Everyone's saying this shit's going to be Long Barrow. And I'm like, I've heard of that. I know it's a Seventh Doctor book, but don't know what it's about. So I had a Google, and um, it all it all adds up, Connor. Let me tell you. Wow. So I'm going to read you the plot of Long Barrow. I'd love to see it. Let's go. Um, so it's a novel that came out in in 1997. Okay. His mind occupied and thoughts of his coming regeneration, the Doctor accidentally ter- returns to Gallifrey and the house of Longbarrow, where for over 673 years, his 44 cousins have been trapped. What? But mysteriously, only six of them are still left. Meanwhile, Chris Quedge... Don't know who that is. Is having strange dreams of the past when the family cast the doctor out. 
The Doctor is accused of the murder of the head of the house, but he finds many allies in the form of former companions, Ace, Romana, Canine, Leela, who have become embroiled in a celestial intervention agency plot to overthrow Romana's presidency. The secrets of the past are catching up to the Doctor. In particular, the secret that links him to the figure from Gallifreyan history known only as the Other. So... Okay. Like first thoughts, that shit's like interesting. I can't imagine them going down the route of like the forty-four cousins and stuff like that. Yeah. For for this, but the interesting thing to me here is is that it, it seems like maybe the main villain of this this book or or in some way the the other is involved. Do you know who the other is, Connor? No, I do not. Master. So the other. The, there's the three founding fathers of Gallifrey, and I knew this from series 12, because there's Rassilon, there's Omega, and then there's the other. And, you know, we all kind of know vaguely Rassilon and Omega's stories. The other story is is much more vague. Um, and, and you actually see in The Timeless Children uh, when they talk about, you know, and they named themselves Time Lords. And, and there's three Time Lords that walk down a corridor. Yeah. That's supposed to be the, the founding fathers of Rassilon, Omega, and the other. Um, so the other is like a... Yeah, it's like a figure that's not really well known in, in Gallifreyan society, but he's only been mentioned like once or twice in the, in the TV show, I think. But, but he's, he's got a slightly more presence in the expanded media. Um, so... My thoughts is from this is what if, and this might be me just spitting out random shit here. What if Spawn, the big man himself, what is, if he is, the, is other. the other? Yes, and and that that like he's like trying to frame the Doctor for for some shit, and he's he's like changed the Matrix of Gallifrey to all the timeless child stuff. I don't know how it's working. I don't know what's gonna happen. But my, my theory is that Spawn is the other and that he he's trying to manipulate time to frame the Doctor of, of something that, that we don't know yet, that, that we will find out. But I think that's... Yeah, I don't know. That's my theory. The Doctor isn't the timeless child. Yeah, I, I could see something like that happening. Um, it's certainly interesting. That sounds really cool. Um, yeah, mm. I mean, like, it, it was so intriguing at the start. I was like... Again, I was like, what the fuck is this? I love it. Let's wait a couple of weeks and we'll find out. Like, I didn't expect to get the answer in that episode, but it seems really cool. There was some really cool yeah. stuff. Like, even like even like the Mori and stuff and uh, the planet called Time. Like, mm-hmm. that was really cool. And that's, that's all got to connect somehow as well. And also, we get to see that bloke from last week's episode briefly show up, um, which somehow... Will have yeah, to that was interesting. Yeah, so that... And that was like from Liverpool, so there is a connection of Liverpool's like an underground uh, tunnel that leads to this planet somehow for a portal. I mean, we were we were correct about the flux being um, that will throw them through time. Um, so mm-hmm. maybe there's like all these different like time portals all around Earth and the universe well, and stuff. Like who the, knows? The the old guy uh, I found out since, and I think this was like, I think this made a lot more sense to people who are English. But the old guy from from Liverpool, he's a guy called Joseph Williamson, who back in what the eighteen hundreds, whenever that or that flashback was set last week, yeah, Joseph Williamson built a whole series of underground tunnels, I think, in Liverpool, and apparently the tunnels like just serve no purpose, and there's no explanation as to why he built those tunnels, and that's what he's building in episode one. I see. Okay. That's so cool. I reckon they're going to do a classic Doctor Who sci-fi twist to explain why he randomly built these tunnels. I like that. That's cool. Okay, I didn't actually mm. know that. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And I also liked how, like, uh, jumping back to the to the battlefield, I like how also... Well, I, I still don't really know, but, like, uh, Mary, Mary Seacole, she... Mm-hmm was once again like doctor who does like it's introducing a character from like from you know the past that kids can now learn about this woman who really helped wounded soldiers on the battlefield and i really love this line later on in the episode where 
the doctor gets shown the Sontaran playing by Dan Starkey that's um, in the prison and she says uh, my job is to like you know tend to the wounded no matter what side they're on and the doctor has a line where she says just like the Russians so she in real life tended to both the wounded and I think that's such a beautiful mm. thing um, and it gives us yeah. this uh, you know introduces us to this character who even I didn't know about so I highly doubt children do um, no and that's awesome. I thought that was. I thought she was a great character. I thought. Um, I thought the colonel as well was a great character. You understood his motives. You understood her mm-hmm. motives. Um, they were great characters to have around the doctor for, um, for this week. And and everyone, everyone had like everyone had like a really good character. Like Dan's parents were really cool. And then the the carbonista came back. And then even Yaz had like Vinda and stuff. All these mm-hmm. characters have been really really good. And I know uh, you know Chibnall's really struggled with characters in the past. The fact that I'm liking every single one that's coming up so far really shocks and surprises me but it really makes me happy because i'm like this is awesome some really good storytelling no it's it's great man um i think that's a great point about mary seacole because i think i i was a bit worried as to how they were going to handle her like yeah with it being a big you know sci-fi sontaran epic that's also a big part of a big six-part epic i was like how much are we going to actually be able to learn about the real Mary Seacole, but I think they balanced it really well, and I think we, I learned a lot about her, you know, and, and so yeah, I, me that was, too, yeah, yeah, really great, yeah, like there's like definitely like this, you know, this this, I don't know, and it, it, you you really realize this with like humanity at the moment with like COVID and stuff. It's like people can be so amazing and stuff, and you know, I know Chibnall said that when he started his tenure, he wanted to make sure that kids like learn about people and. Learn about people like that is, is really interesting, I think. And uh, and it worked. Mm. There's a hilarious... Oh, my God. The most I laughed throughout the episode, I, I wrote it down, um, was was when uh, they sneak onto the Sontaran ship and Dan comes onto the, like, the, almost like the space FaceTime and uh, he's like, Mary, is that you? He's mm-hmm. like, oh, hi, dear. I don't understand any of this. <laughs> it's like so funny. Like, when they're yeah. all, like... He's like, Mary, is that you? He's like, oh, hi, dear. I'm like, this is great. Like, the banter was fantastic. Like, the two worlds crossing over. Like, the brief scenes that they got to share as, like, the TARDIS team on the battlefield was really awesome. And then, obviously, they all disappeared. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I, 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 mm. I was worried as well how they were all going to, like, um, you know, balance all this. But, I don't know, where where do you think this sudden change of, like, writing has come from? Like, do you think he just maybe... Because I know he said he didn't really listen to people, like, reviews and stuff. Do you think maybe he just listened to maybe, like, a BBC exec, maybe spoke to him or something? Mm. Like, I don't know where this, this change of writing for, for Chibnall has come from. Hey, it it's... Yeah. It's bizarre. I don't think he's gone and listened to feedback. Maybe some people have, like, sat him down at the BBC and been like, listen, mate. They're not really liking you right now. Um, and so maybe that's like whipped him into gear. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how he's just suddenly done like a 180 and is now doing these incredible stories. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, I don't know mm. if it's like COVID. How do just thinks maybe he just excels so much with, with, a, with a big six-part story, you know? Maybe that's just his cup of tea. Yeah, as I was about to say, I was going to be like, yeah, I think maybe just the the... the the uh the task and the challenge of covid making it a six episode uh, series challenged him in the best way and it really helped you know mm, it just totally. must have really helped um yeah so uh dan's parents were really good this week they were a hit i thought are you talking about wilf and sylvia yeah literally wilf and sylvia as we kept joking <laughs> about today in our group chat um I thought for the short time they had, they didn't like overstay their welcome. I thought they were really funny and and mm. just just a great little add to the episode. Yeah, it was good because we didn't get to know too much of Dan's personal life in the first episode, which I think was fine because it was such like a. I I, I don't think there was room for it, and I, I can I bet that Chibnall would have debated the putting them in the first episode, but I just bet there was just no room in the script for it. Yeah, that's a good point. And and so I think it was great to just bring him along for like. 10, 15 minutes of this episode just to flesh down out a little bit more. I think that was great. Yeah, it made me it made me really laugh um, when like <laughs> like there was just so many funny lines and it just I love that Dan got to come back to Liverpool just for a little bit and like you know fuck around till he went to the to the harbour and stuff and 
mm. go out to his house and all that. And I just, I thought, um, I thought, <laughs> I thought all that was really funny. And yeah, their their banter together was was really awesome. I love how, um, I love how his dad said he's the Wallace Junior boxing champion of 1966, and his mom and Dan like both word it like he says it a lot. Um, yeah, that yeah. was really funny. And I like how, um, I like how. His mom was like, "You said the son. You said they'd be off at the weekend. Like they, like <laughs> they just like bantering in the car and stuff. I thought that stuff was great. Again, a really good add to the episode. Like, it seems to be balancing humor really well with a with a serious storyline, which is exactly yeah. what we've all wanted for a, for a long time. I think. Like, and I've I've always you know. thought that Chibnall's humor hasn't been great in his scripts, but these last two, I think, have been genuinely really funny." Yeah, I think I think a lot of it has to do with John Bishop and it's just like comedic timing. That's just so funny. Like, yeah, he's just making me Dude, up. You know, the most I laughed was <laughs> him being like, and they have this weird obsession with Japanese food. <laughs> and Tony's like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "They're talking about tem- tempura or, or whatever." And Jody's like, "Do you think they meant Could that temporal be the time?" Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it was great. And even with, like, the, the Carvinista, like, they have such great banter together. He's, like, keep your fur on and stuff and floppy yeah. ears and all that. Like, it's just great banter. And I'm like, these characters I just think work so well together. It made sense for Carvinista to come back as well, I feel. Like, it... It, it did, Like, yeah. he was obviously at Earth defending Earth. So, it was like a... It didn't feel like a bullshit. Oh, Carvinista's here. Yeah, like, I totally I, I think agree. it, it yeah. made sense for him to be there. But you also didn't expect it. So, it was really good, I thought. Do you think, um, here's what I'm thinking. Do you think that, uh, at, in the last episode, all these characters like Carvinista, like the general, um, just like, uh, sorry, uh, Mary, Mary Seacole, like, do you think, and like, whoever we're going to meet in the next couple of episodes, do you reckon they're all going to do like a bit of like an Avengers Endgame at the end and all be like together to like fight this battle or something? Hmm. There might be a small scene or something that, that does it like, like maybe the start of, of you know, Pandora opens how it kind of combines all the yes, series five yeah, plot yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see something small like that happening. I I couldn't see a huge thing with like Mary Seacole and the general, but I could definitely see like uh, Carvinista. Um, uh, what's like he called? Vinder um, and stuff. Vinder and like maybe a few other characters we meet. Maybe maybe Claire, the Weeping Angels girl. Uh, I could definitely see like a few of the other big big characters that we might meet also coming together. Um, I think that's that's highly likely. But I think Mary C. Cole, I think she's probably probably done. Maybe bar a small cameo. Yes. But yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think I think you're right with the whole like Pandora Pandora opens kind of thing, where like we might get like a brief mm. minute scene or something. Um. Yeah, because they kind of left it open. They're like, "Hope to meet you again." She could just say that, just to say that. But I was like, "Oh, maybe that might be leaving it open." Um, mm. Oh, the son. So, what do you think of the Sontarans in the episode? I thought they were used really well. I thought it was amazing to have Sontarans that were actually a threat, but also like still kind of silly. Like balancing the silliness of Sontarans with with the threat nature of them. I thought that was great. I love the design. I think it was amazing. I love him riding a horse. The joke of him riding a horse. I wanted was, to was ride a funny. horse. <laughs> yeah, and oh. I wanted to ride a horse. Hey, who doesn't, you know? <laughs> uh, they mentioned Lynx, who is the, son- the first Sontaran. Um, yes, in- I wanted to ask you about Seen this. in Doctor Who. Not the first one ever, but he- he's not the first Sontaran ever, but he's the first one seen in Doctor Who in the Time Warrior, which I haven't seen. But I I know his name and and so when they mentioned it I was like oh, that's a cool thing and I I saw like everyone on Twitter just explode like they mentioned links and yeah so that's that's a cool little thing and it makes sense you know they that like it was a good mention I think yeah that, it is that it was like I think in the Time Warrior Link comes and he puts like a flag on Earth or something and names it his or something just from like pictures and stuff I've seen and so it makes sense that they're like mad that they've that humans and, and the doctor keep fighting back and, and shit. Yeah. I think it was great. I was a bit like, kind of wish that Dan Starkey wasn't in it, to be honest. Um, like his cameo last week was fun, but I, I just like, I don't know. I, I just wish they would a little bit, you know, have a little Dan bit more Starkey. faith in some new, what was that? It kind of like takes you out of it. You're like Dan Starkey plays Strax and you're like, 
fucking Strax. What are you doing here? Yeah, you just think of him as Strax the whole time. Yeah. And you can tell, like, because the main one, uh, he dies, right? The the main Dan Starkey Sontaran yes. st- from so this episode like clones, dies. Yeah. But yeah, like you, there's a, there's another one with a helmet on that you hear talk, and you can tell it's Dan Starkey it's just again. Dan Starkey, yeah. But it like it does make sense because yeah, they are clones. But it is just like you just hear Strax the whole time. <laughs> it's funny, like there were so many great lines. One I wrote down was, uh, "Your blood will soak our uniforms, your bodies will soften our steps." Like there were such great lines like that where I was like, "Bro, like mm. that's such a cool line." And even like even uh, even back with like um, with vinder and yaz and stuff uh like like there was this quote it says time is evil and it will seek its own like i was like damn these are like such cool lines mm. like this is some good dialogue and there was totally. just, like such like teases and stuff and like uh, you know chibnall when he wrote mm-hmm. in like the doctor Who magazine was like you know we, we're making them like cold-blooded killers again and i'm like that was that was really apparent, I thought. Like, they really did show that. Yeah, like, they killed their own, you know? Yeah, totally. Like, I, I think it I think it worked really well. They worked so well as... And, and especially for, like... Especially for, like, an episode that was, like... You know, it was only one episode. I mean, they might they might briefly show up again. Who knows? Like, maybe for a scene or something. I don't know. Mm. But um, to have them in an episode... I know it was, like, an hour. But to have them in that and have the other storylines... Like, I thought it all just, just gelled really well. Like, and I'm I'm really... I've, I've learned this about myself. I'm quite picky with my Doctor Who. I'm like, I can be quite, you know, put my nose up in the air with stuff, but mm. I couldn't help but find it so enjoyable. And I thought they were just used so well. It's just... it Totally. I don't know. I'm really shocked at myself because I'm, I'm the first to complain about something when it's, like, not really my cup of tea. But I can't, I can't not mm. say that I'm not having an absolute ball with all this stuff. Dude, it's great. the The new Sontaran ship looks great. Like the interior looked amazing. I thought it was a bit bullshit that you can just do the three finger thing. I know it's been done before, but I was like, surely, like you know, you can't just have anyone's thumb go up to the thumb lock on a phone and unlock it. You know, um, but but that, I'll let that pass because it's like a long running gag in Who, I guess. Um, we got to see Sontaha again, which is great because we didn't know because we we're reverting back to classic stuff. I'm pretty sure the whole Sontaha thing is only from. Poison Sky. I don't think that's in Classic Who. Yeah. Um, so it was nice they did a small little Sontaha. We also had Sontaho. Sontaho, Sontaho. interesting. Ho. Do you know, it's funny, like, there was quite a lot of parallels to the season um, four episode because with um, Poison Sky and uh, Sontaran strategy, because, like, I like how the Doctor was, like, again, like, yelling at humans to not engage fighting with the Sontarans. It was a very similar line to what was used in that episode. But mm, true. I'll tell you what, man. I love this episode so much more than that two-parter. Mm. I really did. Yeah, this is definitely my favorite Sontaran episode I've seen. Yes, it was so cool. Like the just even down to the designs and the way they acted, mm. spoke like it just it was really really awesome. Um, yeah, love it, man. Um, the whole. The, uh, what did you think? This, um, yeah, the, there was this. I was going to say that there was this great shot where one of the Sontaran ships... And it looks a bit silly at the start when Dan and, and um, Carvanista jump out. But, but which, well, it looked like funny silly. Like, it was kind of funny. Uh, but then the last half of the shot, it pans and follows the ship as it smashes into all the other ships. And it just looks so fucking badass, man. Like, yeah. um, I'm... Like, when Who gets badass, sometimes it's a bit like, oh, they just wanted to do the big explosions. You know, like, Rory at the start of A Good Man Goes to War, where he's yeah. like, where is my wife? And all the cyber ships are blowing up. This just felt proper badass, just watching that happen. It just looked amazing. I was a little disappointed that we didn't see all the other cyber ships, like, go away. Sorry, the, the Sontaran ships go away. Like, we just saw them, like, first two blow up, and then they were like, they're all gone. Ah. <laughs> But but yeah, yeah um, yeah that that shot of the Carvinister and Dan jumping out of the the ship was the only time I noticed um the CGI this week. Apart from that, I thought everything was was great. Um, mm. even that didn't bother me. Though I, I agree with you, it was it was just you know, it was a funny kind of silly thing. Um, but that whole scene of, of breaking down out of the ship of the Sontaran ship again was just awesome. 
and um yeah, we got the wok puns yeah the wok puns are just like him him flying down the the pipe it was just like it's an awesome shot it just looks <laughs> sick um it was <laughs> keep your fur on like you know it's just like there's so many great lines down the garbage street it's another uh reference to to star wars there's been there was quite a few in the first episode and i got the the garbage shoot uh star mm. wars reference again in this one um but yeah they like, right. kind of like kamikaze all the other <laughs> all the all the all the ships and it was awesome mm-hmm. it was so cool sorry i'm just drinking my beer and it just foamed up on me that's so, um... right did you notice um did you catch up on sorry did you catch kind of like how um the colonel as the ships was as the Sontaran ship was going away and they were retreating, the colonel sets off um, the cannon, which sets alight to all the gunpowder, and um, it's very similar to the Christmas invasion because the doctor says like they were leaving, they were like you know surrendering almost. Oh yeah, and it like yeah. gave me parallels to Christmas invasion, which I really doubt they were going for, but I picked up on mm. that. So yeah, no, that was really cool. There was a few moments this episode, like I think it was Joey's best performance, and I think it was. Uh, she was great in it and, and the doctor was just fantastic all the stuff of like the sweeping shots of her running to the TARDIS that was all felt so desperate there was like one scene where I was like oh I wish this was maybe played a little differently where she's being escorted away from the battle right after the big Game of Thrones battle shot happens and she's being escorted away um, and she's just like walking with this soldier and they're just like chatting and then she like taps him out like she zaps him or whatever and and she's like she says something but there's no like haste to her i feel like she should have been like oh my god like thousands of people are dying right now i need to do this i need to get out of this situation and stop this all from happening right now but there wasn't that sense of urgency as to how much of a catastrophe was happening but uh beyond that no it was great big fan (laughs) yeah why can the doctor suddenly make people pass out is that a thing like uh i don't know doesn't she do shit like that every now and then doesn't yeah. like hasn't a few of the doctors done done that kind of thing before? Yeah, I, I kind of think it is just a thing, but they don't use it a lot, and it kind of shows up here and there. And you're like the fuck, but okay, I'll just let it go. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Another great line I love was when Doctor got finally back into the TARDIS. Like all the doors around, like it wouldn't let her in. I thought that was awesome, um, and yeah. it finally lets her in. Um, and I thought the line where the Calvinist is like, "Oh, here she comes now. All the work is done." Was hilarious. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I don't know where this humor is coming from. Like, Dude, it just so good. really worked. Dude, it was really funny. The, the TARDIS is fucked, man. we got to talk about that. What is going on? I, I It must just be, like, times being fucked and it's fucking the... T- I, don't, I don't know. I feel like that's the obvious explanation, though. I feel like that's yeah. what they want you to think, and there's something bigger going on. Yeah, because um, Swarm's, like, time time is not good... For, time changing is not good for the TARDIS. He says a line similar to that. So, time changing so much is, is killing the TARDIS, but... Dude, it is getting fucked over. I don't know what's happening to it, but it's crazy. Yeah, Maybe because the TARDIS is so tightly connected to the Doctor and because maybe Swarm's been rewriting the Doctor's history with the whole timeless child thing or something and it's fucking with the TARDIS. I don't know. Um, yeah, quite just, possibly. Just thoughts. Um, just thoughts. Yeah, I thought um, with the small scenes that even like Jacob Anson had this week, I thought he was great. He's Dude, he in, like, really commands... Cool the screen he yeah. is so good yeah i totally totally agree it's it's crazy how like he hasn't really had much to do at the moment but like leaves such a impression on me you know hmm yeah yeah no it, it's all great dude um is it uh, azura or azuri something um azuri and and swarm um azuri, they yeah they are so good man yeah that i love these are like the I, I'm a, this is a fucking huge call, right? And we're only two episodes in, so anything can change. But I think these are the maybe except like the Weeping Angels. These are like the best new villains from from New Who because like they just have this presence. I, I, I just feel them, you know. Like I, they feel like real characters, but they're also camp as hell in the best Doctor Who way possible. Yeah, they they've got these great designs. The performances are amazing. And I, I can just tell they've just got something up their sleeve. You know, there's yeah, some totally. big twist as to who they are. Totally. I can't wait to find out. And I just think, I, you know, I hope they do this six episodes and they're really great. And then I hope they're a villain that, well, it depends how this story wraps up. But, you know, maybe they can come back for an episode of 
every now and then, like the master does or, or something, because the master's kind of been done now. And, and I feel like not phasing out the master, but maybe using him a little bit less and, and maybe getting some new recurring faces rather than, you know, we always have recurring villains of the Dalek side men, weeping angels and that. But to have like proper faces that we see from time to time again as, as villains, I think, I think, yeah, I think they, they have the chance to, 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 to do that with these characters. Yeah. Even like the, the it was called the Atropos, which was just like standing behind them as like this guard you don't ever see his No, face. that's, uh, that's Passenger. Passenger? Yeah, they called him Passenger. Atropos is the temple that they're in. Oops. Okay, my bad. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're in the, temp- the temple of Atropos on the planet of time. Excuse yeah, that eyes. passenger guy, though, I'm curious about him. He just looks like maybe the muscles. <laughs> yeah, the muscles. Yeah, almost like a bodyguard of sorts. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, so time passes through the Mori, and it's like, you know, who, who you know, where they come from, that's unknown. Maybe they're, maybe they're like time lords, who, who knows? Because obviously the time lords are always there to do that job so now it's like they're these people now like it makes sense mm. if they were timelines but we we don't know um yeah no it, it was a it was a great great uh mm. great addition to the episode i thought all those scenes and there was like not too many and it, it kind of worked oh what did you think here's a good here's a good thing to bring up what did you think of the uh the, the what would the doctor do like what would jesus do but it was on the... <laughs> well, ask yourself, what would Jesus do? Yeah, literally, what would um, Jesus do? But it's, Well, uh, the Doctor, I thought that was that was great. I, I think it was very Yaz. I think it's very Yaz's yeah. character. I love I love all of Yaz's scenes. I feel like um, Mandip Gill's really coming to her own this season. Um, and even just the way she says, I'm Yaz. Like, she said that, like, a few times this season already. And I'm just like, I just love it. I love you, Yaz. You're, you're one of my favorite companions in a while. I do... Even though she has been underutilized a lot, I just I just really like what she does get, um, and this season her getting a bit more presence has been has been lovely. Yeah, the uh, WWTDD. What would the doctor do? Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm interested to, to hear your thoughts on this. What do you think about the idea of like? So the flux is obviously gonna the storyline we assume is gonna finish in episode six, um, mm-hmm. and then what? There's three more episodes after that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, three specials. Yeah. So I'm really confused, isn't it, to see if it's gonna be like a continued storyline? Like, do we also know? Because I I put here in my notes, I hate the fact that Dan might go after episode six because I feel like he's such a great character. Do you think? I'm pretty sure. Seen... I'm pretty sure he's he's in the specials. Okay. Because he's definitely in the centenary special. Um. Nah. He, yeah. He must be in all of them because I remember okay. he put on his Instagram live. Um. He was like in a car and he was like, this was like two or three weeks ago. And he's going, you know, I just finished my last day on 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 Doctor Who. And, you know, it's been the best job I've ever had in my life. I don't know. This is the wrong accent. But yeah, he was saying like, it's the best job he's ever had in his life. And, um, you know, he's had so much fun with it um, over the past year, which indicates that, yeah, he's probably been on all the specials. So, well, that's yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah. What I'm hoping is that these six episodes wrap up pretty nicely with maybe like a small unanswered question. And then we have like the Dalek special, the Easter special with the pirates. And then um, whatever the final. uh, And then the centenary special just wraps up that last little thread is what I would hope. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Yeah, it's certainly interesting. I'm really hyped for it. I I really hope there's a bit of like a storyline that continues on for the rest of the episodes. Because this this storyline really like, you know, uh, has got me intrigued. Um, Mm. A few little things to add before we get to like the final couple of scenes, just going through my notes. Um, Shadow Proclamation gets mentioned, which is really cool. Yes, it did. Yeah. I don't remember the last time I got mentioned. So that was really sick. Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah, I wrote. I wrote. I really enjoyed the score a lot more this week. I noticed it a lot, and I thought it was awesome. Really, I I noticed it a lot more last week, to be honest. But okay. yeah, no, sure. <laughs> we do, we do, we do. Uh, we do. Luffy lose you and I, and we we do. Oh God, yeah, we I certainly do. I thought the uh, I thought the script was a lot better as well. Um, like I said, I thought it was not that. It makes it sound like I didn't like last week's episode, like script wise, but. Um, I, I just, you know, like you said, it was like, it was like eating sweets, you know, like it was a lot of stuff, but mm. no, not much, uh, you know, substance, which is what a lot of people said, like they really liked it, but, um, you know, they felt like there wasn't really, you know, the, 
the the you know the gist of it you didn't really get the gist of it when i feel like with this episode you really did get it um yeah i i like how dan was saying he was just looking for the beer when he went into the into the sontaran ship and he said <laughs> it twice which i thought was great um yeah, I, yeah just my, my final little notes here um I, I like the Doctor's almost like PowerPoint where she had all like the Sontara like ship drawing on the wall and the Sontaran drawing. She was like, yeah. I thought it was really funny how she's like, um, she says like the petrol tank and then they all look around like the fuck. And then she's like, uh, horse nose bags. And they're like, oh, okay, we get it. We get it. <laughs> I thought that was great. Um, that was really yeah. done well. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the 7.5 minute rest thing was like, although I kind of find it hard to believe all the Sontarans be resting at once, I thought it was a smart way to kind of get them i thought that was was good yeah that's something i forgot about that that um yeah i, I was like surely the Sontarans are smart enough not to all go on rest at the same time you know <laughs> yeah i feel like there there's a thing called sentry duty <laughs> yeah i feel like there was like you know obviously a couple around but it it was not as it wasn't as bad as the conclusions i thought it was gonna be um mm. and uh yeah i guess the last thing i really gotta talk about on my notes is the fact that I like how the Carbonist is like the universe is in a very bad way. I feel like it's been such a long time since we've had like a that's been said and I've actually felt the weight of it. Like it really does feel like the universe mm. is getting like completely fucked over, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Um, well, the universe yeah. is getting fucked over, but also what this episode did really well was was show that there's also species that are taking advantage of like that. Like the Sontarans oh, I that was so smart, yeah. weren't connected to the Flux, but they took the Flux as an opportunity to finally conquer Earth. Yeah, I thought that was such a smart idea and it like it was you know, totally like the Sontarans to do something like that, you know? Mm, very clever. Um And our last one put here was um the cliffhanger was okay, but I don't care. Like, you know, I thought the cliffhanger was like pretty standard because you you know you're gonna see the next sun trailer in a couple seconds and you know they that vendor yeah. and, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be fine. But I didn't care. I thought it was yeah, it was still cool. It's left me with suspense and I'm so excited to see what they do next week. It just mm. seems really cool. Because one of those things where like with all these shows, whenever like a character dies in a cliffhanger that isn't the finale or something, yeah, you, you always know they're gonna come back. But it's one I'm so intrigued to see how they're gonna do it. Is what I love exactly yeah yeah and um i think it'd be really cool to see uh dan and the doctor uh uh have scenes with with vinda as well yaz being mm. there with vinda as well that i think that'd be really cool yeah and apparently the angels rock up for a little bit oh, who knows oh the cybermen the cybermen are gonna be in it like what the fuck is going on madness do the cybermen are in it brah and, and i think as well for the most part um, actually, I keep forgetting to say this one thing, is that I do think some of the dialogue was still a little bit unnecessary in this episode, but that's, yes, that's fine. That's... A lot of people just talking to themselves out loud again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, we, um, we understand the scene, Chib, no, it's all right. we're not stupid. Like, don't tell us, baby. On. We know, we know. Yeah, but sorry, what I was going to say was that I feel like we've seen a lot of the trailer footage already now, and, and I, I feel like the next four episodes, we don't actually know yeah. that much about what's going to happen in them there's like you know we, we obviously knew the side men were coming back we got the ood um a very small bit of the weeping angels but other than that like we really know very little about these last four episodes which i think is great yeah totally um yeah it's exciting i just yeah i, I forgot about the ood as well the ood i'm sure will just be a little brief cameo but that'll be cool to see them totally um, we do know very little about it, which I think is awesome. Like, wow, yeah, it's exciting times. Like, it's it's. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for next week. Um, just to see how it all, all is all connected. It's it's weird to think next week when we watch the episode will be halfway through. Yeah, that's, that's it. You know, um, that's crazy. But yeah, I'm excited. Um, here's I'm a small excited. thing. One, I think the Doctor Who Twitter account and Instagram is going off. I think they're doing really well over on the socials. Just how much they're promoting the show and stuff. Two, they're even doing a really yeah. cool small thing where every week, um, so at the before episode one came out, the the who you know it's like who in a circle for the for the logo logo. Yeah, uh, it was like normal. It was fine, just like a slightly different shade of color. And then after episode one, it was a bit fractured. After episode two, it's now even more fractured. Ooh. So each episode, they're slightly changing the logo so it's more and more fractured in the in the social media profile picture. As to what that means, I don't know, but it's just cool that they're kind of tying all the mediums and the socials together like that, you know? Yeah, I also noticed in the next time trailer they put like chapter three 
uh, once upon a time. So mm. they actually put the episode name there as well, which I thought was awesome. The little thing. Yeah, they did that with um, War of the Centaurians as well. Yeah, yeah. I didn't no, I think that's that. really cool. I didn't pick up on that. Um, Fake fan. Fake fan. I am. I All right. Know. Shall we move on to Australia's second favorite segment? Oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's go, baby. It's time for uh, Just Twitter. No, this is Australia's favorite segment. God, it's, I'm really a mess at the moment, to be honest. That's okay. Uh, we want to hear. We're going to talk about your guys' thoughts on the episode. It's time for Just Twitter Tings. Let's go. Bang. Wasn't that fun? Oh, I love it. So much fun. I also realized that sound didn't share properly with you, but that's fine. Um, I can hear it. Good. So, um, all right. So this is where, you know, I reach out to you guys on Twitter um, and you guys can also send through your audio to us through the Anchor app. And we just want to know your thoughts on the bloody episode. And Connor's got some over on Insta as well. Correct. So, here is what the people think. Dylan says... One of Chibnall's best. There's a few lines here and there that could have been cut. I'm home. Yeah. Cheers, Dan. Thanks for <laughs> stating the obvious. <laughs> Jokes aside, I really enjoyed this one. The Santarians are great. Dan is quickly becoming one of my favorites of the season. Whoa. And Jody actually takes center stage. Whoa. Finally, after two seasons, I feel like Jody is given some real shit to work with. Whoa. She's very good at mixing comedy and the more serious aspects of the story. Whoa. My favorite thing about the episode was Swarm and Azuri fucking brilliant fucking camp as hell no. really chewing up the scenery i loved every second of them and i can't wait to find out who the hell passenger is also the house at the beginning the house of longaboro <gasps> oh and the dog man came back i love that guy that was dylan um Vinny it. then said i didn't watch it because i was at work plus Vinny, <laughs> get around it that's Vinny's review Alright, we got a couple of things over on the audio side of, of stuff. Um, so we have Aye. from Aye. the now. Let's go. Now that's what I call comedy podcast. Roll it. I actually cannot believe it. Chibnall's done it again. An actual a good episode. What? It's okay. So last week I think I gave it six out of ten. This week, solid seven out of ten. Whoa. I really enjoyed this week's episode. I think Dan and the dog are still great. You know, I think Dan's reaction to sort of like fading away was a bit weak. He's like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> I agree. Like, yeah, imagine if the end of the Infinity War was like that. If like Spider was like, oh, what's, what's happening to me? If he was just like that, like so calm about it. But yeah, um, <laughs> I also really enjoyed Jodie. You know, I feel like a lot of during her um, time as a doctor, she's like been this like primary school teacher and she actually got to do that this episode of the whole figuring out the plan bit and i really enjoyed how dark she got at the end really christmas invasion vibes mm, there you yeah. go um Glad solid it. seven out of ten episode awesome mm. okay this needs a part two um the swarm at the end i really enjoyed him as a villain and the blue one i can't remember the name um i don't know what's going on with that temple thing but it seems interesting also what is going on with that liverpool guy from the 1800s Still wait to see what happens to that. Also, what happened to the woman that went into the house last episode? Hopefully we'll see a bit more of that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really enjoying the structure of this season where everything's sort of like, this is one story. I think it's a really nice change of pace for Doctor Who. Also, I want Dan and the dog to have its own sitcom in the style of Peep Show. Love so it. the question of the week <laughs> is, what two Doctor Who characters would you have in your own sitcom? Oh, what to? We'll come back to that. We've also got a part three from him here. Hold on. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I did the third part. I just remember something. Um, the person who played Mary, what a fantastic job! That's probably one of the. This is great. It's another amazing uh, historical guest star. Yeah. Yeah, that was. I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I'm surprised how much I enjoyed this episode. Oh, sorry. Mm. Hopefully, this momentum continues. Yeah. Bang yeah. Thanks for that, Jacob. Yeah. They always do a really good job picking the, uh, the, the, um, you know, the, the guest stars and whoever has to play, 
Um, the, the historical actors. Yeah, I think thing. I think they yeah. always do a really, really good job at that kind of thing. Yeah, they do. That's always been consistent, even from season one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, a sitcom. What, what two characters would you like to see in a sitcom, Connor, from Doctor Who? Okay, that's a good question. Mm, it's good. No, I've never thought about this one before. Um, I'd say... Hmm, that is a good question. Hmm. Oh, Dan, Dan and... Uh, Peter Capaldi's 12 Dots would be pretty funny. Yeah. I reckon that'd be pretty cool. I reckon um, Nardole and the 12th Doctor. Again, just like, ah. just doing just doing their shit, you just know? Just doing their thing. Um, just doing their thing, man. I, I think that's good. Or, or like, Wilf and Sylvia. Like, Will, Will, Sylvia and Donna, but Donna still doesn't know about all the Doctor stuff. I love it. It's weird to think like those that. characters are still out there just dealing with all these fucking Sontarans and shit. Like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Them blooming aliens. They're back again. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Oh, the doctor will stop you. <laughs> I just love Wilf. I can just imagine him saying shit like that. The doctor, um, he'll... Uh, she, sorry, he'll, she'll, she'll do it. <laughs> she'll do it. All right, and then we got a slightly lengthy one here from Dave. Uh, here we go. Hey, it's Xavier, former co-host. I'd like to yeah. input the fact that this is a very nice return to form in that we have much less stories to follow. You know, having it limited down to just the baddies, Dan on Earth, and uh, the Doctor in the future. What am I saying? That's completely wrong. Uh, <laughs> Is that it? No, we got more. I think this is a really good return to form in that we only have three real stories to follow. Uh, in Yaz, Dan, and the Doctor all being split up. The uh, planet called Time is a really interesting thing in the fact that there are guardians of time. Uh, Chris has this thing about having like humanoid keepers of some sacred power. It's a running theme throughout all of his shit. Um, not saying that it's bad. This is a good idea, I think. <laughs> the way he uh, and in this instance, it's it's interesting. Uh, the Doctor's past time in a lot of shenanigans with the Sontarans is great. I'm annoyed that we get a, a, the, the old trope of the General not listening to the Doctor. It's a tried and true and kind of annoyed and boring, but it's fun. It's fun, and that's all you can really want. Uh, yeah. Love it. A bit more, what was I talking about? Dan. Dan not liking his canine friend. Is he talking is to himself? Always fun. I don't know. What's always fun about it? <laughs> oh, but my final note is that there, there is some je ne sais quoi missing that I can't really put my finger on. Well, that's such the, such the definition of je ne sais quoi, but, you know, once <laughs> Chips took over, there was there's just this... I don't know, I think it's... The Doctor's not as compelling anymore. Like, in this first episode, I wasn't even interested in following the Doctor. I wasn't even interested in any of the stories. I just... I feel like the Doctor's not compelling anymore. And that's that's a big missing element. Uh, and that's my final words. Yeah. Have fun, guys. Thank you. I feel like Zave was on drugs doing this or something. There's wow, something I was fucking... interested bizarre about the way that he was talking there. Oh, I love it. That's so love funny. It. Um, yeah, that's everything from me. It all seems like it was a pretty popular, well-received episode, so that's that's great to hear. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I haven't actually got a lot, but I will read okay. out what I do have. Um, I chuckle on Instagram, on uh, my stories, and I make a post on Instagram so you can tell me what you think and feel about the episode. I also do, do some polls as well if you don't want to type out how you feel. Um... Uh, I am James Payton said a fantastic episode though the ending was a little rushed maybe a second part was needed question mark and jumping on my stories I have thoughts on War of the Sontarans Dylan said very good one of Chibber's best 7 out of 10 uh, Aiden mm-hmm. said horse fantastic and uh, I put out thoughts on the episode War of the Sontarans from a poll one of the options was woo the other was oh no and 100% for Woo. So that is Woo! good. Um, 
And finally, I have Force in Episode 2. I did another story saying last chance to get your new reviews. And Shane said, alright, a lot to chew on, but a bit dry. Fair enough. So people seem to, you know, either like it, or I feel like, you know, are like, ah, oh, you know, it wasn't great, but I still liked it. So that's good to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mostly all, all thumbs ups around, I guess. I would say so, yeah. Mm. Sorry if, if my audio just picked up a child screaming down the road. Oh. I don't know what happened there. But it was also followed by a slight giggle, so I, I assume the kid's fine. Um, <laughs> no need to No need to get alarmed, guys. I don't have a screaming... I'm, I'm, I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, shall we go on to this other segment that... Uh, Let's do what next? I love this thing. So, this here do be the segment where we want to find out what you guys think is going to happen in War of the Sontara. And so I asked two questions this week. Um, So it's all about your predictions and just seeing how wrong you were. And also just getting a bit silly with them. So I asked, what are the Sontarans up to this episode? Um, now that's what I call comedy said. They all simp for Mage Strax and are planning a war in an attempt to get him to notice them. <laughs> I love it. I like that. Um, Dylan then said, so basically my theory is that the Sontarans are going to start a JLS cover band. But JLS! Because the Doctor doesn't like JLS, she's going to try and stop them. <laughs> I love JLS. No. I said, for the love of God, I hope this program never falls into your hands. And Dylan said, understandable. Um, I also asked one more question, uh, which was, how is the Doctor and the, the fam, the new fam, going to get out of the big cliffhanger of the flux coming at them from episode one? Dylan says, Dan's going to boink the flux with his magic pan Binder is going to get a pizza with a Sontaran, and I'm going to be watching the whole thing unfold. Ooh, In all seriousness, I think the Doctor will have to make a deal with the Swarm to get her friend and herself out of the situation, or they'll get eaten up by the Flux and arrive in alternate reality, where the Sontarans have taken over Earth. There you go. Pretty bloody right there. Now, that's what I call comedy. He said, Binder is Jenny, the Doctor's daughter, and is a part of the Time Agents and the Space Station he was in was created by Jack that's why it's called Rose this is the uh, Dylan says this is the craziest shit I've read but it's definitely 110% something Chibnall would do okay here is um I saw this one theory that was like maybe Vinder is a descendant of um you know like Zachary Quench or something from from the impossible planet and yeah yeah Yeah. um because I guess they have a bit of a similar look to them and the ships kind of look a bit similar as well. Um, and then that would maybe explain why it's called Outpost Rose. Ah. And I was like, that would be a cool little nod. But um, we did actually find out this week that Vinda was was serving time or something, did he say? Or did he say something like that? I don't know. Yeah, sort of. And also, like we predicted, he like has been, like, uh, you know... Uh, being punished for doing something we don't know what yet but you know yeah interesting interesting next week looks good yep i'm really excited for next week i think this whole thing is awesome Mm, looks exciting really excited yeah it's gonna be great and also i think that um you know this is a really great time to be a Doctor Who fan like you said like it's really cool like it's great to see everyone kind of coming together and enjoying the show as as we should you know Mm -hmm. um yeah, I think it's been great. I think it's been great. Damn, man. That's so fucking good, dude. What would you rate the War of the Sontarans? Yeah, ready for this? That's oh, episode 80 of our show. Oh, well, get ready for an 8.5. Oh, rip. damn, man. You're loving this series. I know. Try and stop me. I was going to give it an 8, but I was like, why give it an 8 when I loved it that much? It was just so fun. And this... Please enjoy this because I'm not going to give probably many episodes of, of Jody's first two seasons and eight. I maybe a couple, but not a lot. So enjoy this. Yeah. Enjoy me enjoying the flux because yeah, <laughs> who, who knows what I'm going to give for uh, the other episodes. Damn right, man. Um, I'm going to give War of the Sontarans an eight. I, I think it was a awesome. 
a, a slight step up from last week just because it actually had like its own kind of yeah. narrative within the big plot which which i think adds re- um rewatchability which like i said is a big reason for me coming back to who all these times um sometimes I just, everything was great i'm not gonna sit here and list everything because every, just everything was fucking great all right you already heard all right connor what prick <laughs> i said you already heard us talk about that we're not gonna say it yeah, again you- you literally just heard us for an hour just nut over an episode of a sci-fi show. So, um, you're the real fucking sick people here, to be honest. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Uh, I don't know. Uh, any predictions for next week? I really don't know what we're... I don't know how we're going to get out of this cliffhanger, and I don't know what's in store for next week. I'm genuinely... the uh, planet time and the Cybermen are meant to rock up, and I think Yaz's Weeping Angel thing is going to be her, like, hallucinating... And then somehow the angels get in her mind and then they'll have to face him next week. Because mm. in the shot of that, she's like back in her police uniform in her car. So I believe yeah. it's just like her, I believe it's just her mind playing tricks on her. But maybe, yeah, the angel shows up somehow. I'm not sure how, but we'll see. I definitely, for me, all I, I know is, yeah, we're going to be exploring the planet of time. It's called Once Upon Time, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Um, and also, there was like a cool shot in the next time trailer where um, I think it's Yaz or, or someone is in like this really cool uniform that looks, I don't know, it looks like a, it looks, I don't know, it looks cool, man. Just go and just check it out. Like she like teleports into this uniform or something. It's weird. Yeah. It's, it's crazy shit. And, and all the characters are holding division guns as well. Correct so that's interesting. That's I don't know how the fuck we're gonna get there within the next episode. Like that's bizarre to me. Like the first scene, the division. Maybe they come into it earlier next week. I don't know, man. This shit crazy. This is fire. This is Doctor Who just on fire. I love it. Shall Can't we wait. do our favorite part, Connor? Shall of course. We sing the song. This is our favorite part. Let's do it. Take it away, baby. All right, ready? I'm ready. Let's go. And a one, and a two, and a skilly dilly do. It's Aiden's and Connor's, Connor's podcast. Let's do in Doctor Who reviews. Do in Doctor Who reviews. Fuck yeah. Bring on Once Upon Time, baby. Recording stopped.